Ricky Thornton Jr. has dominated late model racing this season, but can he walk away with the Lucas title? We'll talk about that. Plus, things are brewing with High Limit and the All-Stars, and I've got some details on that today. Plus, what could be another new sprint car series? We'll also talk Trophy Cup and the Outlaws. Let's go. It's Thursday, October 19th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. The final week of racing at Eldora Speedway for 2023 starts tonight, and it wouldn't be Eldora if it wasn't big. The Dirt Track World Championship is on tap Saturday, plus racing for a bunch of other divisions, including modifieds, super stocks, and steel block layout models. For the competitors and fans that are going to be in town, you're going to have to eat while you're there, and I've got the place for you. Located just six miles down Highway 118 from Eldora Speedway is the Whistle Stop Bar and Grill. It's located right on Main Street in Ansonia, Ohio, and they've got you covered for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Besides being all about good food and good drink, the Whistle Stop is also all about some dirt racing. And not just saying they are, a lot of people say they're about some dirt racing. The Whistle Stop actually puts their money where their mouth is. They've done partnerships, sponsorships with Sheldon and Jack Hoddenshield, Rico Abreu, Chris Windham, Cap Henry, the Dirt Nerds podcast, Eldora itself. And the Whistle Stop has now become a regular supporter of this show. On top of their in-house experience, you can also order online at whistlebarandgrill.com and take it back to the racetrack with you. So if you want to support those that support racing, grab some friends and make the trip right down the road to the Whistle Stop, Ohio's favorite train depot. If you stop in this weekend, make sure to tell them Dirt Trackers sent you. Uh, we'll get back to Eldora and the Dirt Track World Championship here in a minute, but let's update you on some sprint car stuff happening right now. We're still waiting on official word uh, on the future for High Limit and the All-Stars, but things are brewing today. Sounds like several current All-Star employees have been notified in the last 24 hours that they are no longer needed going forward. One in particular, an official Steve Topper posted his Facebook account just a little bit ago, quote, not the phone call I wanted, uh, but I knew it was coming four years on the road and I had a great time, met some great people and got to work with some great drivers. It was definitely an experience, unquote. He obviously doesn't mention the All-Stars by name here, but it's clear what this means. I've also reached out to some other industry friends here in the last little bit and gotten this confirmed. The chatter all along has been that the All-Stars could be the target of an acquisition by the High Limit Group with Brad, Kyle, Flow Racing. And if indeed a deal is done now, this would be a sign of that. I'm a bit surprised that they wouldn't explore keeping some of these folks on as we've talked about some of the infrastructure issues they're going to have, but maybe they already have their eyes on employees for 2024. Rumors abound that things could become public in the next few weeks as the outlaw season begins to wind down for Brad. So something could happen literally at any moment. Expect one announcement for the All-Star deal and another for the schedule. Along with all of this, we've documented on this show that Brian Carter and WRG could potentially explore a regional sprint car series. And we watched Kevin Newton debut his Maverick sprint car series just a few weeks ago in Indiana. Another one to keep an eye on is a potential series brewing from Chris Tilly. If you don't know, Tilly has the Ironman late model series and modified series, but he is dipping his toe into the sprint car world next week at Atomic on October 28th with the help of Atomic promoter Charlie Vest. They're going to run a 3000 to win show under the Ironman sprint car series banner with eyes on a potential schedule for 2024. Tilly is at Eldora this weekend as part of the Dirt Track World Championship, and I talked to him for a few minutes today. He said they've had some interest from tracks and some folks in the community since announcing this Atomic race and that they could look to put, to, uh, put together something on a regional basis, probably around Ohio and maybe Pennsylvania. Tilly's late model schedule has been mainly focused around the Southeast, 
But it has run shows in 2023 in Ohio at tracks like Atomic, Hilltop, and Wayne County. Plus, he co-sanctioned the Word of Outlaws show just a few weeks ago at Brownstown in Indiana. He said their plan is to take it slow, see how things develop with some of the other series moves. As we get closer to knowing what the future is for High Limit and the All-Stars, some of these other maneuvers we've seen are a good illustration of just how all of this unrest will create ripple effects down the line. Bet you never thought we'd be playing sprint car dominoes when 2023 got started. Uh, today at Eldora, the Dirt Track World Championship kicks off and we'll have action every day through Saturday. On the schedule for tonight is modified qualifying heats and B-mains, plus a full show for the Super Stocks. Friday includes the modified main event, plus the prelim action for the Steel Block Light Models and Lucas qualifying and heats. And then the big show Saturday is the Steel Block main event, plus the Lucas Bs and the feature. There is weather around the next few days, so keep an eye on social media and the Eldora website for any changes in the schedule. It sounds like at this moment, as I record this, they're already kind of in a holding pattern. Besides the full list of Lucas regulars, the entry list for the Super Late Models should be really stout. You can expect Bobby Pierce, Brandon Shepard, Dale McDowell, Mike Marler, Nick Hoffman, Tanner English, Dennis Earp Jr., and a whole lot more. The Outlaw Late Models are off until World Finals, so this weekend at Eldora has no other big super competition. At this moment, if things stick to the schedule through Saturday, my plan is to go live on YouTube right before the Lucas main event. I want to do kind of a watch-along stream, uh, just kind of see how all of this plays out. So if you want to head over and join in. I've obviously never seen anything like this before in dirt racing, and I thought it might be cool to all watch it together. Keep an eye on the Dirt Track social media channels and YouTube for the notification for when I end up going live. All week, we've been spotlighting the four drivers with a chance at the Lucas Championship. We did Devin Moran Monday, Jonathan Davenport Tuesday, and Hudson O'Neill yesterday, if you want to go back and check those out. For this final show of the week, we've got Ricky Thornton Jr. RTJ has been driving the SSI Motorsports car full-time since 2020, although he did some fill-in driving with the team in 2018 as well. He was a Lucas rookie in 2021 and was very solid in each of his first two seasons out on the road. But after finishing third in the standings last year, I don't know that anyone expected the record-breaking performance we've seen from RTJ and crew chief Anthony Burroughs this season. 23 Lucas wins, that's the most ever in a single season, and 41 top fives in 51 starts will easily turn into a million-dollar-plus campaign. I've talked about this stat a few times this year, and it's held all the way to the end. In Lucas competition, RTJ still hasn't finished in positions 6 through 10. All of his top 10s in Lucas competition are also top fives. Pretty strange. Overall, Thornton has raced 116 times in 2023 and has 36 total wins. Not all of those uh, are in a dirt late model, though, as during his uh, quote-unquote off days, he's raced a bunch in micro-sprint competition at tracks like US 24, Sweet Springs, and Wayne County. We've only had 292 days in 2023 to this point, and 116 races means RTJ has been in a race car about every two and a half days this year on average. I love that about this guy. He's just a damn race car driver. Even after the Lucas season ends this weekend, he's still got World Finals, the National 100, the Flow Finale at Sonoya, plus the Dome on his late model schedule. And then it sounds like a trip to Tulsa is on the cards for the Tulsa shootout at the end of the year. RTJ just never stops racing. Uh, like a lot of you uh, have already talked about, it's going to be a massive bummer if the 20RT doesn't end up winning the championship this year because they've been the absolute best all season. Uh, ranking win chances at Eldora, I would put Thornton behind Davenport and O'Neill and in front of Moran. They haven't been bad at Eldora recently by any stretch of the imagination. They just haven't had the level of finishes of those other two. A prelim win plus a third at the Dream in June before finishing fourth in the Big Show was good. They were third and second on uh, the prelim nights at the World, but the 100 lapper didn't go super great. 
They finished 12th after starting 19th, but it seemed like maybe it became a test session as the 20RT was in the pits a few times under caution making adjustments. I do think they've got some work to do if they're going to be able to bring the fight to the Rocket 1 and the Landers 49. As we've done with the others, drop a comment. Let me know your thoughts on RTJ headed into the final weekend. Can he get it done and close out for the championship? Uh, out in California, Trophy Cup 29 gets going today at the Thunderbolt Raceway in Tulare. 360 sprint cars with something like $225,000 in payouts available through Saturday night. Each of the three features pays $4,000 to win, and then the weekend champion will take down $13,000. As of last Sunday, we were in the 90s for pre-entries uh, for Trophy Cup, so no lack of cars will be in attendance. Shane Golubic, your defending Trophy Cup winner, while Buddy Kofoid was the guy in 2021. Both are entered again this year as our names like Mitchell Moles, DJ Neto, Austin McCarl, Tanner Carrick, Hunter Schoenberg. Tyler Courtney will be there in the Works Limited 57 with Paul Silva. Plus Dominic Selzy, Zeb Wise, Rico Abreu, Justin Peck, Logan Seavey, Chase Randall, Aaron Reitzel, Justin Sanders, and on and on and on. Drivers will score points all weekend to set them up, uh, set themselves up for Saturday's action. You can see the full format rundown over at trophycup.org. If you can't get to Tulare this weekend, the live stream is available via pay-per-view from The Cushion. Thursday and Friday, $38.99 each. Saturday is $44.99. You can get a three-day pass for $109.99. Uh, the Outlaws head to Texas tomorrow to begin the final ever race weekend at Devil's Bowl Speedway, uh, home to the debut of the World of Outlaws in 1978. It's fitting that the series will close out the racing history of the property on Saturday night. World Racing Group has bumped the weekend purse to add a little something extra. Uh, and we're getting down to the final few nets for David Gravel to try and close down the championship lead Brad Sweet currently has. 66 points with five race nights remaining. That's about 33 feature positions. What's not great for Gravel, though, is Brad has a pretty solid history at Devil's Bowl. Two wins in his past 10 races there and an average finish of 3.9. Gravel's average finish, 7.5, and he's led laps in races there, but he has yet to win a feature at Devil's Bowl. And the two are pretty evenly matched at Charlotte, so Gravel needs to maximize his finishes this weekend to have a chance come World Finals. Other drivers with recent success at Devil's Bowl include James McFadden and Logan Schuhart. I think some other guys who could use good runs this weekend include Sheldon Hoddenshield, who we talked about earlier this week with his struggles. And Carson Macedo hasn't been uh, much in the mix here down the stretch. He hasn't won since the Jackson Nationals in August, and that was also the last time he led laps in a feature. After being in the championship fight through much of the summer, they've kind of fallen away a bit uh, towards the end here. After Devil's Bowl is done on Saturday, the Outlaw teams will have a week off before World Finals gets going on November 1st. All right, that's it for the show this week. Thanks again to Baps Motor Speedway and the Whistle Stop for supporting this week's episodes. If you'd like to partner up for a future show, drop me an email or DM. I'd love to help your business reach thousands of dirt racing fans and industry people. Uh, today is uh, October 19th. We've already had well over 100,000 people just this month tune into a daily show. Uh, make sure to stop by dirttracker.com, check out the streaming schedule, plus the analytics section and all of the latest dirt racing news. Hope you guys have a great Thursday out there. We'll see you right back here on Sunday. <laughs>